Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Yes, indeed it is. You better. You bet. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley. It is amazing to be here with you on the BetQL Network, where every game is Game 7. No hot take BS on this show. We bring you bets, and a lot of them. And we also talk about a lot of sports. You know, bets and sports. The fun BS. It's why why we all love sports. It's the absolute best. Bets and sports here on You Better You Bet today and always. We're coming to you live today from the Odyssey app, from the BetQL app. We'll be simulcast by our friends at Stadium from 4 to 6 Eastern. YouTube.com backslash Odyssey Sports. Twitch.tv backslash BetQL. And on radio stations nationwide, including Sirius 217 and XM 205. Ken and I here bringing you the wagertainment. We're talking all things sports betting proudly presented today and always by the king of sports books the great people over at betmgm download the betmgm app and visit betmgm.com and do so on this m3 we got three words and they all start with the letter m magnificent football monday october 16th in the year of our lord 2023 our show is on twitter at you better you bet i'm on twitter and the gram at the costos and Ken Barkley, your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper on X, now and always. My man lives a crazy life at Lockie Lockerson. And on this magnificent football Monday, we're going to bring you one wonderful guest. And as per usual, that is the great Drew Densick, the whale capper, NBC Sports betting analyst, co-host of the Deep Dive podcast. Drew Densick joins us on the show today. Last Monday, he said his favorite look for NFL Week 6 was the L.A. Rams laying a number short of a touchdown at that point. The Rams end up winning and covering yesterday against Arizona. So we'll bring Drew back on the show today to find out what his favorite look is for week number seven in the NFL and get his thoughts on Monday Night Football tonight with the Chargers and the Cowboys in Los Angeles. Plus, Ken and I going to give you our early handicap for every game on the board in NFL week seven. P squared, B squared for every game on the board, including 
Thursday night with the Jaguars and Saints in New Orleans. Sunday night with the Dolphins and the Eagles in Philadelphia and everything in between. P squared, B squared for week seven in the National Football League. It's also Monday, and you know what that means. It's day one of Lochmas. Santa Locky is here to tell you how to bet national championship right now in college football. And I'll ask Santa the question, hey, Santa, what are you bringing me for Christmas this year? And then I'll ask Santa, hey, Santa, should we be betting Michael Penix Jr.? And Washington to win the national championship after they squeaked by Oregon this weekend. We will talk national championship in college football as we move along. And then power hour, final hour, just the best time of year in sports. We're going to give you all our bets for tonight, which will include bets of steel in the National Hockey League. Can't wait to give out our bets of steel tonight in the NHL. We'll give you our bets for game one tonight with the Diamondbacks and the Phillies in the NLCS. By the way, we got the Rangers and the Astros coming up in about an hour and a half. Uh, I bet the Rangers, I don't know if Ken did or not, but I think like the Rangers are the official team of our show right now. So I'm oh, guessing yeah. that we're all on we're all on the Rangers coming up. So in case anyone's wondering, what'd you guys bet? Game two, Rangers Astros. Rangers. What'd you guys bet? Rangers and and we interrupt and just say Rangers. Except maybe right. tonight against the uh, the Arizona Coyotes in the NHL. But you get the idea. Our bets for game one of the Diamondbacks and the Phillies in the NLCS. And then, of course, side total and props as week six in the National Football League concludes tonight in the City of Angels. Cowboys and Chargers. What a time to be alive. We're locked and loaded. Magnificent Football Monday. My friend Ken Barkley, how you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, it is it is like the best time of the year. The weekend was awesome. It was really, I was, as you were going through all the things we were going to talk about in the show, I was just thinking back on, yeah, it wasn't from like a, a winning standpoint, a, a bet standpoint. Look, it's nothing's going to top the week, the weekend before last, not this past weekend, but the one before when we won literally everything. So like, didn't hit the golf outright, had a couple chances, but didn't hit the golf outright. Tom Kim won the tournament. Uh, college football was still really good. Like really good. It was seven and four again, if you include the Thursday and Friday games. Um, Arizona, the live dog, went outright. That was great. Sunday, NFL always Pitt, seems to be by a mixed way. bag when we get Great there. job by right. you with Pitt also. Yeah. Like you mentioned Arizona. Yeah. What about Pitt? Pitt wins outright, the Narduzzi special. The Narduzzi special against uh yeah, Brahm and Louisville. It's just like an unbelievable it's such a college football thing that that game would happen after how those two teams have played so far this year so that was a great day nfl is always like a mixed bag and we can go through some of like the bets that won and lost and it's just like all over the place but uh between that and the rangers and i was sweating golf and like hockey is going on now and i'm like really into hockey betting we'll do bets of steel later in the show we don't have to talk about it a ton just like thinking about it and making the bets is really fun. I'm hoping for the NBA, it'll be the same. When that gets going, that preseason's going. We got like a new Victor Wembanyama clip every five seconds where his arms look like 95 feet long. It's pretty ridiculous. Uh, so yeah, just like a lot of fun stuff from the weekend. We can start NFL. We can start kind of wherever you want. But uh, you're right. Like what? just the best time right now. Just really fun. Um, we do have some breaking news in the NFL. We'll literally cover this in oh, detail in the next segment. Uh, this in, this is the the uh, Jaguar Saints game on Thursday night. Oh. This coming up oh. moments ago, um, ESPN's Adam Schefter tweeting: Jaguars quarterback Trevor Lawrence has what a league source described as a knee sprain. That is quote not a significant thing. But it's uncertain whether Lawrence can play Thursday night at New Orleans, and the Jaguars will determine as the week progresses. Their backup quarterback is is C.J. Beathard. Um, the spread was Saints minus one, maybe like five minutes ago. I don't know if they're yeah, we're still sitting Saints minus one. I think this is like very up in the air. We'll we'll talk about this in full next week, but that is news that will impact obviously the game coming up on Thursday with the Jaguars and the Saints. Um, 
Yeah, and just let it, if, if like the board goes crazy, which I don't think it will, just, just it got, let us know. It got we'll pulled do this in from detail. like six places already. Like it got pulled really fast because yeah. I think that was, there are some that you expect, right? Like Raiders, Bears, we knew we would have quarterback news and for one or both of those teams when they played. So even if a book was going to open a market, they like did so definitely knowing that some of that was possible. The Jaguar Saints, I don't think was a market that opened or was taking bets with one side knowing that a quarterback situation was uncertain. So once it becomes uncertain, you know, there's the potential. I mean, like Bethard is, I guess, a reasonably good backup quarterback versus some of the other ones we've seen. But I mean, he's not, he's not anything to write home about. Let's put it no. that way. And that would be a very significant adjustment probably required. And again, going against the Saints defense, how many points are the Jags going to score in that game? Also, yep. how many points are the Saints going to score in that game? Also, yep. the total currently, if you can bet into it, is 40. <laughs> yep. First first number two, like, I mean, in that kind of a game, really? So, yeah, it's interesting. Well, you know, if you have something up right now, look, I mean, I feel like I, I could say if you bet the Jags, it's going to age really well because, like, maybe he doesn't play. But, like, if you bet the under, it might age even better because I think you might win anyway. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> like, I, that's just how I feel about that game. Um, we'll do more on that. We'll do a full unpacking of it coming up literally in the next segment here. You know, I was a uh, humble brag, as, a, as I am wont to do at points. I was working, working out this morning at the old gym, you know, pumping some iron, mm. trying, trying, yeah. trying, to get in, trying to get in better shape. And right. uh, one of the guys that works out at the gym is a huge football fan, football better, fantasy football guy. Name's Rob. He's a great dude. And Rob was tilting his face off to me. He's a big Giants fan. And I have that written down also, just a brutal fan experience last night for the Giants yeah. with the way the game ended. But he was also tilting his face off to me about his bet on the over yesterday of the Ravens-Titans game. And he's like, man, cool. like, this is, this is what he's like, this is why I hate betting on the NFL and why, like, I never want to bet anymore. And I said to him, like, Rob, like, I, I understand, like, that's one of the worst beats of the season. There should have been like 70 yeah. points scored in that game. And it, was and it ends up landing 40. Too. Absolutely, yeah. as we detailed on, on the live on the show, show yesterday. Yeah. But you you go through all the games yesterday, and Ken, you and I were texting about a bunch of them. You had like your Joker origin story, right? With uh, Washington, yeah. Atlanta going under the total. Also, like we somehow, somehow managed to win in a game that probably should have had 50 points. The Texans and Saints yeah, go definitely. under the total. I can't believe that I won my bet with the Cincinnati Bengals against the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. Seattle should have won that game by double digits. I also can't believe that I lost my bet on the Carolina Panthers plus 14 and a half, spotted a 14 nothing lead, and they somehow don't cover 14 and a half. God almighty. So just that like goes to show, and I know like we, we do this a decent amount of the time on football, Magnificent Football Mondays following NFL Sundays. It's just, man, like... You, you got to expect it, right? It's like, at what point do we, like, sure. stop being surprised by all of this? And, and like, I think you said this yesterday on the show, right? It, it never gets easier when you lose like that. But at least, at least, like, you shouldn't really be shocked when it happens. I guess, like, Patriots would be, like, a really bad one. That one would probably really hurt if you had Patriots plus three <laughs> and you lose on the safety. But, I mean, like, we, how many times do we have to see all this stuff happen before you're just, you throw your hands up and say, you, you have to submit to it submit to the idea that like you have no control over what happens and all you can do is make the best decision beforehand it just it's just another one of those sundays ken and i think yesterday was like maybe the best example we've had of that mantra the entire season so far sure yeah we i mean the the story or like the theme of last season's nfl coverage was the knife edge that's what we talked about every monday and we tried to hammer the, the exact thing you're talking about we just tried to hammer that home the idea that look like you're going to make all these bets 
and you're going to get to, I mean, the, you know, Red Zone invented a segment name because the games are so crazy. It's not just us. Like, it's not that it doesn't happen every week. The witching hour exists because of what we're talking about. Wins become losses, losses become wins. <laughs> That's true so for bets, good. too. True it's for so bets, too. Doesn't good. have to just be for games, right? Doesn't just have to be for teams. And... Yeah, like uh, just that's why you know sometimes we get to these Mondays and it's like, oh, how'd college do? I went really well. Like, God, I won this. I won this. Oh, how about the Rangers? Like, what about NFL? Whew, let me tell you. And then it's like (laughs) ten different stories about games. Like, it's never just like it's never just like, oh, it was easy, or like, oh, we got smoked. Like, no, there's always a story. No matter what game you bet, there's always a story, right? Yeah. So, I mean, Mac Jones gets hit in the end zone. And it's funny because everybody who bet the game side or total is thinking completely different things during that play happening. Like, if you if you bet the Patriots, he drops back to pass. And I mean, Crosby comes off the edge like he shot out of a cannon. Also, the <laughs> Patriots so are good. starting like a ninth string right tackle. So, I mean, it's, you know, advantage Crosby. And he comes off the edge. And there's got the second he does that, there's got to be some part of you that just your stomach just drops. Because you just know, like, this is one of two things. It's a safety or he's going to fumble. It's going to be recovered for a touchdown. Like one of those two things. And both of them are terrible for your for your Patriots bet. They're down two at the time and they're going to be down four. They're going to be down four, going to be down, you know, nine or 10, depending on what McDaniels does after the touchdown. And so, you know, that Patriots, like that's, that's if you have the Patriots. I didn't have the side in the game. I had the total. So Crosby comes off the edge. And so I have points to play with here. I can't give up a touchdown, but I can give up a safety. I can give up a field goal. Like I can give up like some normal scoring plays, but I can't give up a touchdown. So Crosby comes off the edge. And the second he comes off the edge, I'm watching the game by myself. And I literally just go, don't fumble. <laughs> like, don't like hold on to the, hold the ball. Please hold the ball because <laughs> he, like he gets sacked. It's a safety. The game's basically over. The Patriots try some like weirdo onside free kick, which is something you never see before uh, off of a safety. You just it doesn't come up very often. And of course, Belichick would know how to do it, obviously. But they, like the game's over, and I win once it's a safety. But in that in that moment, like it's Mac Jones holding a football. You don't think that's a knife edge play? Like he fumbles it, I lose my total. That's ridiculous. And then you juxtapose. So that was a win where I was like, man, that was kind of shaky. And you juxtapose that with Falcons commanders, which is just how many plays can the Falcons run in the fourth quarter where any scoring, any, they could kick a field goal, which they were never going to do, but they could kick a field goal and I would go over the total. And instead they just keep banging on the door, trying to get into the end zone, but it's Desmond Ritter and he's awful. So like, that's not going great and they don't end up scoring and the game, so, again, like the cosmic series of events that the total lands 40 after getting off to that. I, how many points were there in the first half of that game? Like 31 or something, something stupid and maybe 27 and uh, and that game goes under. So yeah, just to your point, yeah, like it's the knife edge and you know, like you can put in bets that you really like, but you're never really sure until the game plays out. And honestly, even though nobody wants to admit it, nobody, and sometimes I don't even want to admit it, these kind of like weird end games, these like lucky or unlucky things, like they do kind of even out in the end. Even if you want to believe like, well, I'm an, I'm unlucky and I should win way more. Nah, like there's probably 10 other ones that you got that you like don't even realize were so like it really does even out in the long term. But man, in the short term, you're just each individual one can really drive you crazy. We, yeah, that's why I'm saying like you just and it's easier said than done. And I don't always do a good job of this. You have to submit to it and just whatever yeah. is going to happen is going to happen. Desmond Ritter. And that's just it. You know? Desmond Ritter. And that and now, and now Arthur Smith and now, submitted and, to it. 
Kept him in the whole game. Yeah. And now Ken, and now Ken is the Joker. Uh, right. We call that affectionately, by the way, the Mac Jones uh, safety but no fumble. In my house, we refer to that as the Hosteller. Jeff Hosteller, oh. Super Bowl twenty five. Giants down 7-3 at the end of the half, sacked by Bruce Smith in the end zone, somehow holds on to the football, safety instead of a defensive touchdown for the Bills, go into the half down 9-3, the Giants score touchdown on the uh, the first drive of the second half to go up 10-9, no, excuse me, they go up 17-9 at the, at the, uh, the start of the, uh, the start. I think that's right. Yeah, then the Bills go up 19-17 and the Giants kick the point to is 20 to 19. The point is that I have... Because it, yes. it could have been way worse. Yeah. Yes. Sometimes I get caught in these streams of a stream of consciousness. Yeah. How about the Bills and Giants last night? That was great. Was it? <laughs> but Nick, well, Tyrod audibled, so it's okay. <laughs> I, I have to tell you, like Dable gets a free I, pass more than anybody I've ever seen. It's like unbelievable. And I, well, that I, that I, I don't agree with that more than anybody. But he's he's definitely gotten on, one the first on the like five team? weeks of this season. Yeah, so far this year because it's only been like there there are people that get passes for like like years. Dable's oh, yeah, only I been mean, getting a pass for a couple players. weeks. These players are all jerks, and it's like who who's he? It's like oh no, he's awesome. It's cool. Yeah. Well, who's well, their well, coach then? Yeah, well, we'll 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 talk about it. Their game against the Commanders on Sunday. We'll begin our handicap of Week Seven in the NFL coming up next. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. The game's final play. Taylor over the top to Waller. Can't bring it in. Taron Johnson defends, and the Bills win. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Uh, Mike Tirico with the call last night, Sunday Night Football, final play of the game. Bills come from behind, went over my Giants 14-9. to uh, Let's do some good before we do some bad just on that game. I tweeted this last night um, at the Costos. Uh, we talk about this a lot on the show, but I just think it bears repeating. Um, Mike Tirico is on the 1-10 to 10 scale of NFL play-by-play broadcasters, I is an 11. He's unbelievable and is, I think, right now at this present moment, operating at the absolute height of his powers. He knows what's going on instantly. Remember we talked about this last week with the Brian Anderson call when Bryce Harper got uh, got doubled up in uh, game two of the, uh, of the NLDS sure. against Atlanta? And Brian Anderson immediately in the moment is able to diagnose exactly what's happening. I feel like Mike Tirico knows the rule book better than the officials do. He immediately knows exactly what's happened before the officials even call it. It's like a flag comes out. He's like, oh yeah, it's a false start on the left guard. And like, I'm really good with this stuff. And I'm like, how the, how does he know that? And I guess like maybe he has like a great spotter that's like helping him with all the stuff and sure. they just have this great rapport. He's the just motion like with the receivers. He's, he's the unreal, receivers are like dude. Trying to get the snaps like off like the CFL stuff. Absolutely. Totally agree. Like he was just it's Oh yeah, like I know that's been a big thing around the league. Uh this uh, got teams will run plays and he'll be like, "Oh, that team tried that play earlier today." Like in the second quarter. Like what? he's 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 outrageously good he's outrageously good so that that's the good from last night uh the bad from last night um (laughs) like i i know like when we do giants commanders like we'll have a lot to say about like dable and about the team uh 
and I said this after the Arizona game in week two, but there are a couple games per year where I really get like sucked in from the fan perspective. And I didn't have a bet on sure. the game last night. Cider total went two and zero with props. Also, like how about the Quentin Morris anytime touchdown call? That one Crazy. was that one was that one was, was pretty bell. good. I got a absolutely. I got a in the morning on a bus <laughs> and I roll myself a jet. Uh, Gonna catch I, uh, a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> It's Man, all right in. because I cashed eight to one. Um, there are a couple I times per year. Around, the ball's coming my way. <laughs> when Josh Allen misses knocks and Stephon Diggs is double covered, Quinton Morris is open in the end zone. Allen rolls out the pass and he throws it down the field. Quinton Morris catches it and now we're rich. No, we're not. But it was good. Quinton Morris and he wins us our bet. Uh, a couple times a year, I get sucked in as a fan to these games, and I found myself last night big time getting sucked into this game as a fan. I knew when I was like viscerally angry at the end of the first half, I was like, "Well, I guess I'm in now. I'm just like in as a fan now." And to have it end the way that it did, and my favorite team has had a couple like real like just absolute shellackings this year. 40 to nothing against Dallas. Obviously, have gotten handled a number of the, the Seahawks game was absolutely ridiculous on Monday night a couple of weeks ago. Not competitive in that game, the Niners game in week three. Uh, I would rather 100 times out of 100, and I know some fans will disagree and say, well, like last night was actually better because they showed you something. I'd rather them lose 40 to nothing like they did to Dallas and have the game be over like basically at the end of the first quarter than to have it go down like that to the final play of the game. And I have like no critiques of like what happened what happened at the end. I had friends tell me, "Oh, well, you got to give the ball to Saquon." It's like, "Really? With that offensive line, you want to hand the ball off to the guy the entire stadium thinks the ball's going to?" I had no issues with the play call. And yes, it's probably pass interference. Also the Bills were going to interfere with Waller every single oh, play yeah. until like until the world ends. Because that's because why not? There, there, there's no right. downside to it. Just replay the down from the same exact place they snapped it from previously. So I had no issues with what the Giants did. But just like to lose like that as a fan, where as a fan, Ken, you're starting to build the case. Oh my God, we win this game. We're two and four, and then next week, home Washington, three and four, and then the week after that, it's the Jets, four and four. We're back in it all of a sudden, and now sure. it's just done and not that they were going to make the playoffs anyway just uh just like ain't that a kick in the junk is just that it sucked yeah. last night it really sucked last as a fan it was terrible also bill's right, fans i'm sure were pretty happy oh absolutely and that bills gave you kind of a clunker of a game and it had like all the right ingredients right like tyrod played like awesome for most of the game <laughs> like actually was great like it's it's crazy and this is true for a number of teams now that when they drop back to pass, you you like know before the snap, you're just like, he's got to get rid of it in like one second. Like the second that he drops back, the ball has to be out. And it's it's not that's not unique to the Giants. Like they're the worst offenders because they have the worst offensive line, like guys off the street playing last night. And but like the Patriots are like that. The Jets kind of are like that sometimes, where you're just like Panthers you're watching these offensive been. lines. Panthers is a great example. I think there's one other one that I'm forgetting. God, I mean the Bengals are like that sometimes. I was just going to say like, Cincinnati. Yep. Cincinnati. Yeah, Chicago is like that sometimes. The wa- but wa- like Washington, how will get sacked a million yeah. times every game? How will it pace to get sacked over a hundred times this year? I think it's just ridiculous. And I don't know if we've ever had so many of these teams where. If it's a like a a, a pat an obvious passing down obvious passing situation before the ball's even snapped, you're just thinking like this is going to be so dicey. Like this, I mean, like he's got to get rid of it right away. And you know, to play in those conditions has got to be so difficult. Like as the quarterback, like I can't imagine what it's like 
like you know you're gonna get hit throughout the game and you know that like you know you're gonna take some hits and you're gonna get sacked and you know it's a like physical sport obviously but like to know on every drop back like you might get bulldozed every single time and it's like the likely outcome like not that like sometimes it's just gonna happen because their edge rushers are really good like no you're gonna get bulldozed like every time and just like i can't imagine like what that's like like the courage required to still be like yeah i want to play quarterback like that sounds awesome uh i thought he was great and just yeah it had all the ingredients buffalo wasn't playing great they were doing stuff wrong and the giants were kind of like methodically moving the ball like uh you know what slayton made a couple crazy catches down the sideline right so it kind of had everything i, I found it a, an incredibly compelling game i had no bets on it i was like i was a like, captivated the entire I was switching back and forth between that and the alcs and I, I like almost didn't miss a snap the entire game i thought it was really really interesting and yeah just to have the end of the half and the end of the game both be like in the exact same fashion almost right like unsuccessful plays in goal to go situations uh from inside the, the two yard line in both cases pretty crazy ah uh, you better you bet nick and ken magnificent football monday we'll get to p squared b squared for week seven in a second Anything else, Ken? Any other thoughts? And like we can, we'll weave them in uh, throughout as well when we talk about teams and games, et cetera, coming up. But anything else stand out to you from uh, from yesterday that you'd like to go over here before we officially start with the Saints and the Jags? Yeah, I got two things. Uh, one's an award, and one's uh, just a, a team conversation. The award. So we talked about MVP on Thursday, and I think we did it on Friday too because I said like Mahomes kind of gave you an okay performance. They won. The Chiefs won the game. They won by double digits, and they only have one loss. But it was just kind of like a meh statistical game. It wasn't great. And I think I said, like, if this is what it's going to be, then, like, he's not going to win. Somebody else is going to win. And so that's how he started us this week in terms of MVP candidates and their performances. A ton of just clunker, bad stat line, losses in some cases. Like, you go down the board for most valuable player right now. Tua continues. I mean, the, the good news, we'll get to the Dolphins. The fake part of the season is now almost over. Like the, the part where you play teams and it's 14. Like they play the Patriots next week. That'll be another one. But like they got some really tough games. Like this isn't what it's going to be every single week. So like, yeah, Tua played the best and he's the favorite. Well, and that's well, Bills have the favorite. Patriots. Dolphins have the Eagles on Sunday. Uh, I mean, I, the week after this weekend, that's what I mean. Got so it. like they're almost got done it. with the fake part. They got the Eagles and then they have the Patriots. And I think they have like the Chiefs. I think that's the international game In or something coming up pretty soon. Right, yeah. So it's the my point is just it's not going to be 14 against the Giants and Panthers every single week. So he's he had another good stat game and he should be he absolutely should be the favorite right now to win, but you go through every other every other candidate. You go like Mahomes. Yeah, they won, but like did you like that stat? If you bet Mahomes to win MVP, were you happy with that game on Thursday? There's no way you were happy with that game Thursday night if you bet him to win most valuable player. Josh Allen in the game we were just talking about. Like a, like a very Mahomesian kind of a step where you're just like, okay, like you won, but like, this is terrible statistically. Like, what is this? <laughs> this Jalen Hurts throws a, one of the worst interceptions you'll ever see in your life and loses the game as a result of it. Their first loss of the season. And like, yay, Jets. Also, if they just punt it deep, Zach Wilson's never going 70 yards for a field goal in that situation. Like, brutal turnover and like not a great stat game for Hurts. Purdy which is just, I mean, I, it's not even worth victory lapping the last week. Like, this is the worst time to bet someone. Like, it just played out the way the market thought. And that's all I was saying. Like, it played out the way where this was a weather game and it was going to be low scoring and the defense is really good. And that's how it played out. That's all that happened. And, like, he almost, not that he can't win now, but he kind of almost can't win now. <laughs> like, that's actually what it is. Um, his whole thing was based on efficiency and he was, like, 7 for 35. So, like, you know, tough. Lamar, they won. Anybody happy? 
You bet a Lamar ticket? You're really thrilled with that performance? Like, you go through all of these, like McCaffrey, kind of like all the fringe candidates, all the non-quarterbacks, forget about it. Forget about it. So my point is just like, you go through everybody, and you get to tonight, and you go, I don't know if he's going to do it. But if Herbert ever, like, went big tonight, there's a big vacuum for, like, a huge price drop for somebody that actually has, like, a compelling statistical case. There aren't many of those guys right now. None of the quarterback. We talked about Mahomes for 12 weeks last year. Is he going to throw for 6,000 yards? Is he going to break every record? Whatever. There aren't a lot of those seasons right now. Like, Tua's only got one because they played this schedule. Like, that's kind of why he's got one going. Nobody else has record-setting stuff going on. And not that Herbert will either, but you you go down the board and you go, man, if all these guys are kind of whatever and just lukewarm as candidates, maybe Tua just wins. That's the easiest explanation. Sure, of course. But you get to like Herbert and you get to Burrow and you go like, this is the kind of setup where somebody like that can win. Because these other guys, you just go like, I don't think anybody's enthused with any of these guys. I don't even know people that enthused with Tua as an MVP guy because he's got Tyreek on the same team. He's going to win Offensive Player of the Year probably. And, and Raheem gets, Mostert, by the way, who's on pace too. for like right. 90 touchdowns this season. Right. So the award, th- so just like the last point on MVP is like Tua should definitely be the favorite. You also have a looming, interesting voting decision where they have the favorite to win MVP and the favorite to win Offensive Player of the Year. And the favorite to win Offensive Player of the Year is further ahead of his peers than the favorite to win MVP is ahead of his. Tyreek's way further ahead of everybody than two is ahead of anybody. We don't even know if two is ahead right now. We have no idea. But Tyreek's definitely ahead. And are voters really going to sit down if the Dolphins go 12 and 5 or 13 and 4? Their win total in the market's 11 and a half right now. Are they really going to sit down and be like, let's give them both? Let's do that. Which, by the way, unless it goes to the same player, I believe has never happened in the history of the league to have MVP and offensive player of the year come from the same team and not be the same player. And Tyreek's not going to win MVP. And uh, two is definitely not going to win offensive in, player in of the year. In 2007, did Brady win both? Did Moss win offensive player of the year or Brady no, won Brady both? No, Brady won offensive player of the year that year. Yeah. As, as, and they both set records. That's a really good question. But like you've had these setups before and it, yeah, like Mahomes has won both, Brady's won both. Like you have like those types of quarterback seasons. Matt Ryan won both, I think, when he won MVP, maybe something like that. I think Pey- Peyton Manning won both when he broke the records with Denver. So just like you you had those, it's never happened with two different players. And man, like, cool, if they go 16 and one, like they can win all the awards in the world, sure. But if they're like normal good, who suffers? Like they're, they're really going to get both? Really? Like voters are going to decide to do, I'm very skeptical that that's going to happen. And then that, okay, now I have a knock on Tua. I got all the other MVP guys. Now who the hell's going to win? Now what the hell's going to happen? Just feels way, way more wide open as a result of yesterday. If uh, What should our Justin Herbert MVP song be? I think maybe for the for the Chargers, Lightning right. Crashes by Live. Like great, great song. Okay. Like the, uh, the mid to late 90s. Because it... So the idea is like Ooh, uh, place of the Chargers. My bad Herbert MVP. <laughs> do you think how many people think remember that song? <laughs> I think people around our age do, yeah. for sure. Okay. Was that your favorite live song? Did you like live? I don't know. I don't think I can name another one. So the I remember they had an album when I was so this was the same time that like Smashing Pumpkins were really popular and everybody had like Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness was like the album that everybody owned, the CD everybody owned. Great album. Live's album, I believe, was called Throwing Copper, I think was the name of the CD. Okay. Maybe. 
and it had that song on it and i hate i like hate that song i just think that's a bad song like i would if it came okay. on i would change the station or i'd like walk out of the room they have a song called i alone that i used to kind of like teenage angst okay. get down with a little bit it Ooh. was like pretty angry and they performed it on mtv unplugged and i remember whatever year that was I remember thinking like that that was a really important thing that I like in my life that I needed to watch MTV Unplugged <laughs> because live was going to play I Alone and I was going to have some kind of like cultural experience consuming this. And now I like, I, I probably haven't listened to that song in 20 years, <laughs> but I remember in the moment being like, if, if somebody had called or somebody needed to do something, I'd be like, no, I need to watch MTV Unplugged because live's going to play I Alone and live. this is important to me. Justin Herbert gonna win MVP. Dropping so how about, back again. How about how about how about Jake Mad-Eye Moody? Like uh, too much time spending oh, the, 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 spending on the dark arts. Not enough Mad time trying to kick Moody. field goals at the end of the game. Just to a, you mentioned that Josh Allen looked Mahomesian at points and last night. Nervous, and I went to the right. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so yes, the ball was gonna go in, and then someone yelled Devada Kadavra, and the ball died in right. flight, yeah, and then went wide right. Uh, yeah. that with Allen and Allen and Mahomes, I guess the difference is when Mahomes plays like that, I always feel like the Chiefs are still going to win. And when Allen yeah. plays like that, I feel like the Bills are going to lose. Um, and just my last note, uh, I have nothing to base this on. I, I think Jalen Hurts is hurt. Like, that was a oh. weird, weird game, and he never plays like that. Like, some of these decisions, not getting, like, air underneath the ball. I, I have... I, I don't know if that's true or not. There's my observation watching the game was I don't think this dude's healthy. Uh, on the other side, P squared, B squared, week seven in the NFL. We'll start in the Big Easy, Saints and the Jags on Thursday night. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Best games of his career last week. Lawrence has a shot wide open. Christian Kirk, touchdown. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. How about my fellow Greek, my fellow Fordham Ram? He's, uh, I'm class of 05. I think he's class of 2000. He graduated the year before my freshman year at Fordham. The great Spiro Ditas with a call yesterday on CBS as my Jaguars take down the Colts 37-20. Although if we can be honest for a second here, and I bet the Jaguars and I won, I don't think they played that great in the game. And I wasn't that really that impressed with Jacksonville in the game. Very lot. happy to have won the bet, right? Yeah. Like the entire day, I feel a like. A lot of their games. Yeah, I feel like, feel like we watch these games and we're like, Hey, and to be fair, winning by margin in the NFL, like almost no one can do it. So you're you're able to do that regularly or in a few of your games so far this year. Like shout out to you, I guess. I just every time I watch Jacksonville, I'm just like, okay. Like congratulations on your impending second round playoff loss to someone good. Like congratulations on that. Yeah. I, I, I agree completely. So Trevor Lawrence ends up playing reasonably well yesterday in the game. The Jaguars win by 17. Uh, they will travel to New Orleans to play the Saints on Thursday night. We'll give you the updated injury information there on Trevor Lawrence in a second. As we begin, gentlemen, our handicap of Week 7 in the National Football League with pen, pencil, blood, or blank. When an entire slate of games awaits, there's only one thing to do. 
Get out your pens. Get out your pencils. Get out your blood. Does this really say blood? And get out your blank. No, seriously, blank is an option. And it's not a bleeped out curse word. And so is blood, apparently. Blood is a thing? It's pen, pencil, blood, or blank on You Better You Bet. Here's Nick and Ken. Uh, all right. So I'm 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 a little I'm a little perturbed here by this uh sure. by this this news here on Trevor Lawrence because I was very excited and still might bet the Jaguars. We'll see. But as we said at the top of the show, this news breaking about 40 minutes ago, like right when we came on the air today on this Monday, per ESPN's Adam Schefter, uh, Trevor Lawrence has what a league source described as a knee sprain that is not significant, but it's uncertain whether Lawrence can play Thursday night at New Orleans. Doug Peterson confirming that, speaking to the media moments ago. Peterson saying um, it's it's he's not sure if Lawrence is going to play on Thursday night. If Lawrence can not, does not go if he can't go CJ Beathard is the Jaguars backup quarterback and would start on the road at the Saints who uh, lost 20 to 13 um, on the road at CJ Stroud D'Amico Ryans and the Houston Texans like uh, like racked up like a billion yards in total offense and just couldn't score wow I wonder if that's like they're unlucky or this is just their thing and it's what they do every single week so now can we have this news that Lawrence may not play in the game? Last night, the Jaguars were about a one-point road favorite. Where do we stand right now? Again, this is happening in real time right now with this Trevor Lawrence injury news. Yeah, the obviously the side and the total will both be impacted by this. Think about Deshaun Watson to P.J. Walker, right? What happened in that Browns-Niners game yesterday. And, and another thing with that game, that doesn't mean it's predictive of who's going to win as the Browns proved with a backup quarterback winning as a nine and a half point underdog. Thanks to the old Mad-Eye Moody over there. But uh, the the Saints game is is probably, I was going to say, is, is it done moving for now? It probably is. So the Saints were, you know, about a one point favorite. The places that still have the game open, uh, the Saints are about a three point home favorite now. So we've kind of gone on to the key number of three. And my guess is we don't go through it until we know more about whether Lawrence is going to play or not. Because just think about it, like you go to three and a half, then you risk that like, okay, if Lawrence plays, everybody scoops three and a half, you go back through three again, people get to middle three in the game on just like very publicly available injury information. That seems like pretty easy to do uh, if you're just paying attention. So probably don't want that yet. And, uh, and so I think we're going to stay on three for a little bit. I can be wrong. Like not every book even opened this game. Some places when there's unexpected, you and I were talking about this before the show, when there's unexpected quarterback injury news, that's when things get really wacky and stuff just gets yanked. Like you can't even bet into it because, you know, a book is going to open a market sometimes on a game where they know there's injury concern. Uh, Bears Raiders has been open in a lot of places all, all day to bet on. We don't have a clue what's going on in that game. We learned throughout the day some things about what are happening in that game, but we didn't know everything. And that market's been open and available to bet on despite that. This market, I think, was open with the idea that it was going to be Derek Carr. It was going to be Trevor Lawrence. And now that's changed. So a lot of books kind of, you get skittish. You want to pull the market down until you know more. The ones that have kept it open, Saints 3. Now the total has also been bet down. This is where I kind of like would step in and be like, is this enough? Like it opened 40 and a half. Now we're 39. Uh, the Saints have gone under in every game so far this season. We've bet the under the last two weeks in Saints games. And to what you say, Nick, it's like, and I, I, and I feel like this is true, an under in the NFL is, it's not really about like yardage or like th- people think like three and outs or like, you know, punting or something like that. It's honestly entirely about like red zone efficiency. Like that's basically everything. When you get in plus territory, what do you do? And as we saw from the Saints yesterday, when they get in plus territory, they got my man Groupie missing kicks. 
we're not you know we're overthrowing receivers in the end zone so a lot of times with teams if they're bad in the red zone it probably means they can't run the ball down by the goal line that's usually a big bugaboo for those teams the texans have been one of the worst red zone teams partly because they couldn't run them remember their offensive lines like in shambles they can't run the ball down by the goal line the raiders and patriots were great examples of this yesterday just like what do you do when the field shrinks okay like if it's bethard and this same Saints red zone, like, what is what is the right number? So, yeah, like, Lawrence can play. He can not play. I kind of had, I don't again, totals Tuesday. That'll be tomorrow with, like, the actual work that I do. But my first glance on 40 and a half was even, like, I don't think the Saints can play 40 games. Like, I don't think that's what this needs to be. Like, they're going to they're gonna go one for four in the red zone again, and then maybe the Jags score a lot. But they probably won't because the Saints defense is really good. So, yeah, I mean, my first thought is just, like, just 39 age really well, whether Lawrence plays or not. Is, uh... Is Blake your average groupie or no? Yeah, wait, you made that reference yesterday too. What is that from? It's from uh, Baby Got Back. Sir Mixalot. Ain't your average oh, groupie. Yeah. Okay. Come Got on, it. man. Yeah, I'm usually really good. That I mean, that's... Is that even like the 10th most memorable line from I that mean, song? Mike Mike Brown wrote an art. Mike Brown got it immediately. You, you say no that excuse. like he's not definitely like a pop culture huge nerd. Yeah, but so are you, and so am I. Right. But, like, and I'm telling you, I didn't get it. I don't know if, like, the right. hit rate on that was as high as you think it is. That's more obscure than you think. High. Right, yeah. Anyway, right. Um, as far you better, you bet with Nick and Ken. Magnificent Football Monday. We'll get to the Raiders and Bears, Browns and Colts. A lot of quarterback stuff that we have to get through today. Drew Dinsick still to come. All our bets for tonight still to come as well. Um, just on the side of the game, um, if it's announced at any point that Trevor Lawrence is in, even if he's going to be at like 75%, and the, and it's going to be basically pick the winner of the game, like Jaguars by yep. one, Saints by one, I can't, like, I will be falling all over myself. This will be like the episode of Seinfeld where Costanza's at the birthday party or whatever, and someone yells fire, and he pushes right. down, like, the grandma, the old woman, in order to get out and save himself. I will be pushing over women and children and route to click the button on the Jacksonville Jaguars to win the game if it's announced that Lawrence is in. I don't even, I don't need any other analysis other than pick the winner of the game on a short week. I don't care where the game is played. Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence or Derek Allen. Easy. Easy. Yeah. As long as Lawrence plays. Now, if Lawrence doesn't play, then we can have a different conversation, right? And I guess that's... So let's say Lawrence is ruled out and C.J. Beathard's in. We're already at three. It's going to go up a little bit more, right? It's going to be Saints three and a half probably. Or maybe four. You, I mean, you would imagine maybe more. Maybe four. Yeah. You have to get so more I guess like, off this injury. Yeah, you have to go through three on this injury, I think, in the market. I think that has to happen. So I guess here's the question that we have to ask ourselves, right? If C.J. Beathard is the starting quarterback for the Jaguars, and let's just say it's four, it's Saints minus four, are you taking the points with the Jaguars with C.J. Beathard a quarterback? I don't think so. I think I, I, I just, I think I'm just good in that situation. But I'll, t I'll tell you what, like, if it's going to be Beathard, I think the total's got to be like 34. I was actually going to say and like it's 36, never gonna be. and you went, and you went like, lower than that. But like, why thirty six? Like, how, like again, just like team versus team. Like the the Saints have been one of the worst offensive teams in the league this season. They I haven't done the new numbers yet. They're probably the worst red zone team now, or close. Patriots, I don't know, whatever. They're one of the worst red zone teams. They're terrible on third down. Uh, they time consuming drives that go nowhere. Like the rocket ships to nowhere. Trump line about Elon Musk drives to nowhere. Right. So just Derek Allen, like that, like that's them against the Jacksonville defense that's like showed up pretty good in every yep. week. 
Like, and they don't, I, it, it, even if the Jags defense was bad, I'd make the same argument, but the defense is actually pretty good. And now on the other side, you're going to give me Beathard against the Saints defense? The and Jags offense has been Ridley. bad this year in a lot of yep. situations. Like, I know they ran it up against Indianapolis a little bit early in that game, but like, it has not been great. I don't know. That feels like, like, I don't know if anybody's getting to 20. Either team gets to 20 in that game. I just I think the total would be, uh, my total in the game would be way lower if it was Beathard. What would you need if it's Beathard to bet Jacksonville? And also, like, I, I know the answer to the question is no, but I'll ask it so you can answer it. Like, would you ever consider laying New Orleans if it's Beathard? Like three New Orleans if I was positive Lawrence was out, I actually don't think is like a terrible bet. Like three, anything more, and like, I, you totally lose me. The Saints are never winning by margin against most teams. Yes, they ran it up against the Patriots. Also, like, have you seen the Patriots against teams this year? Like, that's not this. This is a good team with a backup quarterback. That's different than a bad team with no quarterback. So just like, I, I would never lay the Saints more than a field goal, but three, if I knew 100%, like if you said like, hey, I know Trevor Lawrence, I've got his number, and he's texting me for some reason during the show saying like, I'm not going to go on Thursday. It's going to be Trevor. Yeah, I'd probably I'd probably lay three with New Orleans right now, but I don't think we I don't think we have any idea what this is going to be. What would you What would you need to bet the Jaguars if it's Beathard? Four and a half, six. I don't know. Four and a half or six. I don't know what the I don't know what I would want. Four and a half or six. And now it's like okay, like what should the adjustment be from Lawrence to Beathard? This is what it's going to be. My if you had to guess, and like this this is this is pencil. Sure. Uh, if you think Lawrence is going to play, I don't think he's going to. Well, it's the classic. I mean, what do we have? We had this with Achan. We had this to Sean Watson. Like when the story that like it might happen comes out and it surprises you, man, the success rate on those guys playing is like zero percent. I mean, it's, it's really a short like it almost never He's the franchise. He's the franchise. It's a not, and it's a non-conference game. Obviously, a non-division game too. Like I just, this is actually one you can kind of punt. I think your under look is really good. How does that bet age poorly? Like, you can lose the bet. That's not what it's about. It's just like, either it's going to stay here. Like, even if Lawrence plays, he's hurt. People are going to bet the over when that happens. And then if it's Beathard. Like, I mean, look at the PJ Walker total yesterday. Were they close? 35? And I know it went over. Yeah. But I didn't. I won. I won on 40 and a half. That was pretty good. So, like, I just could be the same kind of situation. I think you're Martin. I think like this. I think this has a lot of room to drop if it's Beathard. Hour one done, hour two for you coming up on the other side. And in hour number two, we will hit more of the games coming up week seven in the National Football League. We will talk the, the, the Raiders and the Bears. We'll talk the Browns and the Colts, the uh, Browns and the Colts, the Bills and the Patriots, and more next with Nick and Ken. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. 